Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovrick, also known as T-Love. I don't know who knows me like that, but I'm just saying it anyway. And with me, as always, I have the hitman of Hackensack. Well, it's technically Lodi now, right? Well, it is. I mean, that's alliteratively uh, unimpressive there, I guess. No, no, no. Well, I was going to do like, the hitman of Hackensack, don't give him any crack. <laughs> that is a really good piece of advice for anybody out there. Well, literal or figurative crack, either way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me crack, guys. <laughs> As always, well, that was just the lamest introduction, people. It's Sean Quigley, the Quig. How are you, sir, young uh, man? How are you? Pretty good. I'm pretty good. Yes? Uh, yep. Not too bad. Uh, I've been away for, for, for a while, a few weeks. Yes. Uh, been off because I had a baby. Yes, congratulations, yeah. young man. Yes, well, my wife had to you and uh, yeah. yes, Miss Emily. Absolutely, I've, I've just lovely just been nearby while she had the baby. Well, that's basically, all I did. That's okay. You know, my work ended nine months ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 and it's over. <laughs> that's a lot of you yeah. put a lot of effort. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I have a baby now. She's a girl. She's called Nina. She's good. I don't want to talk too much about it because babies are boring. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I hope Emily's not listening to this episode. <laughs> well, I mean, our baby's boring. I can't speak for anyone else's. Ah, okay, well. <laughs> Doesn't do much. Just... All right, fair enough. Let's get back. Let's get our tournament back on track, shall we? Yeah. Uh, uh, quick explanation for those of you who don't know our show. We usually watch a TV show or a movie that few people have seen or heard of um, on Netflix watch the middle 20 minutes and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, a lot of the twists are a lot of times these TV shows or movies are foreign language and we turn off any subtitles or any dub over so that we really have to work at trying to figure out what's going on. Hmm. However, the last couple of weeks we've been in the midst, uh, in honor of the uh, college tournament, the NCAA brackets. We had our own brackets where we are determining um, the best superhero movies of all time. Which is actually good because it coincides, we're a few days away from the um, general opening of Avengers Infinity War, which isn't on this list. But we're going to try to do this once a year, like when the final four rolls around, do pick various categories and try to find, in our opinion, the best of, mm. et cetera, et cetera. We talked about giving out a prize if somebody sends something in also, like last time, and nobody sent anything in, so I'm guessing nobody wants, like, a prize. No. So. I mean, that's fine. That's their loss. We'll, we'll have the prize. Uh, but anyway, so um, we also found out, or I found out, because I was the one putting the chart together originally, somehow I omitted Thor Ragnarok um, from our uh, uh, brackets. So it would have been a five seed, and I guess instead of shifting the whole thing and doing the whole bracket over again, I think we should just like remove one of the five seeds and insert Ragnarok. Yes. So, um, the, the, in the Manhattan bracket, the, oh, we also review, you know, I'm, just, I'm so excited about this, trying to get this through. I'm forgetting the main part. 
We also review local eateries. We have food from them and local drink when we can. And today's drink is Station Lager, which is a Vienna-style lager from Lone Eagle Brewing in Flemington, New Jersey. It is 5.3% ABV. The uh, IBUs are not listed. And um, I think we need to crack this open and take a test and before we start anything else, do mm -hmm. this properly. Yeah. It's been a while and I'm forgetting what our procedure is. So here we go, folks. This is the Station Lager, Vienna Style Lager by Lone, Lone Eagle Brewing. And oh, it's in a nice 16 ounce can. Cheers, my friend. And Cheers indeed. Happy baby. Hmm. Well, it's easy to drink. Yeah. It's not as lagery. I, I think they hopped it up a little bit. It's hoppier than what I would think a lager is. Yes. That's very good to me. I mean, I'm not. <clears throat> yeah, there's certainly something. <clears throat> You're right. It makes it slightly more, uh, slightly more to chew over than a normal lager. Yes. It's, it's a little more bitter. So I think they just hopped it up a bit. It's not bad. It's not unpleasant at all. Is that all. what would make it Vienna style? Like, what what makes a Vienna style? Like? That's a good question. We would have to ask somebody who's more into brewing than we are. We're into drinking, not brewing. Yeah. So we might have to go. Yeah, you know, I feel uh, because I've been gigging so much for the last couple of months. I have, and every weekend I've had shows or whatever. I haven't had a chance to go to elementary, and they've put on. Put out like probably like ten different. I keep seeing on the, the internet. Yeah, they keep popping up with all these beers. And yeah, and I'm I'm kind of like, well, I'm missing all of this. I mean, I missed the two year anniversary, which I was kind of upset about. We should really go. We should go and do like a flight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go to flight. Well, I have to talk to them and see if we can do a show from there because yeah. I know they were interested. Also, Annie, my wife, um, knows a girl whose boyfriend owns the Brick. City Brewing, down oh. in Little Ferry. Uh -huh. And apparently they're open every night of the week. Ooh. And uh, since I haven't been there yet, which isn't too far, yeah. perhaps we should explore and ask them also and maybe go over there and do a show. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, that's the beer. Um, we reviewed Parisi's Deli, which is in South Hackensack on South State Street. South State Street, sorry. Um, Sean had a chicken gorgonzola wrap, and I had the roasted turkey BLT wrap. Mm -hmm. And we'll review those at the end of the episode. But in the so now that we have our beer in hand and we're drinking and let let's get right into the brackets again. So, like we said, I, I omitted Thor Ragnarok, uh, stupidly, and I can't believe we didn't catch it after doing like four episodes and, and it never occurred to us. And the funny thing is we mentioned Ragnarok yep. several times during our <laughs> analyses, but nowhere did like a light bulb go off. It's like, hey, how come Ragnarok isn't in the bracket? So so, in the Manhattan bracket, Suicide Squad was a five seed, and that would be an easy replacement, but Superman beat it. Mm. So, the original Superman. I don't want to take... I mean, that one's already out in the first round, so that one, I think, is, is not yeah. to be exchanged. In the Gotham bracket, the five seed is Iron Man, and that's just a really good movie. I don't yeah, think that deserves it. We can't, we can't do that. So, in the Wakanda bracket, the five seed is Man of Steel, which made the second round. And in the Metropolis bracket, it's the Amazing Spider-Man and made the second round. They both beat even worse movies, which was the Fantastic Four 2 and the Hulk. So either one of those, if we take out and substitute, I have no problem with. Because 
It's not like Thor Ragnarok wouldn't have beaten those other movies. I think for the sake of, uh, you know, more accurate, like, uh, bracketing or excitement, I feel like we have to take out Spider-Man. Just because otherwise we're going to end up with a really... Tough one. Tough one. With a really, of, really tough one. You're going to end up one. with two favorites getting knocked out. Yes. I think you're right. I think I think uh, we, t- we substitute the Amazing Spider-Man in the Metropolis bracket mm. with Thor Ragnarok. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, because in the Wakanda bracket, it would go up against Guardians of the Galaxy. And that would be... Wow. That's really hard, yeah. That's a really tough one. All right. So, all right. So, that's our sub... So we are making a audible here, and we're um, plugging in Thor Ragnarok in the space of the Amazing Spider-Man. So, how do we want to do this? We want to start Manhattan, Gotham, Wakanda, or Metropolis the second round. Who do we want to start with? I'm going to go in Manhattan. I used to go from Manhattan from left to right, yeah, or yeah. from up down. Either way, okay. So we start with Manhattan. So we have in the second round Avengers versus X-Men Two. Superman, the original, 1978, versus Spider-Man 3. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, versus Spider-Man. Doctor Strange versus Blade. Hmm. So, right off the top, Avengers versus X-Men 2. I don't think this is a tough choice, in my mind. Nope. However, of all of the X-Men, X-Men 2 might have been the strongest. I think. Uh, X-Men 2 was the first, uh, was the, when we first discovered Wolverine's origins, is that what it is, with the Alamantine and all that business? Uh, um, yeah, but yes, 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 that's right, because that's the one where Nightcrawler shows up, and it's, um, what's-his-face uses his son's little drip to control everybody hypnotically. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the military comes in, and, and they attack the mansion, yeah, that's that one. And they introduced Colossus, they introduced Nightcrawler, and... Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, it's not as good as Avengers. <laughs> it, no, 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 it's not. So, that, that's an easy one. So, Avengers goes on there. Yeah. Alright. Next is Superman 1978 versus Spider-Man 3. Well, I think this is easy again. Spider-Man 3, you know, we already said... It went up against Green Lantern, which is why I went through, because neither has it seen Green Lantern. No. And I'd heard it was rubbish anyway. Yeah. Uh, but Hell, even uh, what's-his-face, Ryan Reynolds makes fun of it in Deadpool. He, yeah, exactly. If you're making fun of your own movie in another movie. <laughs> yeah, so I think... Wait a second, is Deadpool on this? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. I'm so worried. Was, oh, my God. There's another one. Um, this is... this is. I, I mean, I almost want to say let's rehash oh, yeah. this this chart next year. Yeah, Because yeah, so yeah. many freaking movies are coming out oh. already because we got Infinity War coming out at the end of the week. Um, what's then Like, Deadpool is in next month, right? Yeah, Deadpool. And then Ant-Man is this summer. Ant-Man 2 is this summer. Yeah. And what else? Um Jeez, is is a Captain Marvel this year or is she that due next year? It is this year, yeah. Is it this year? They're doing it before the next Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but oh, and then it'll be Spider-Man: Homecoming two. I think will be the one after that. that, That's right. Well, I mean, there are tons of categories we could choose from. Maybe we don't do the superheroes next year, but yeah. Anyway, okay. That aside, yeah. To me, this is a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I still would pick Superman over Spider-Man 3. 
Yeah. Because Spider-Man 3, they fall, they fall into that, and we've said this at nauseum now, to me, they fall into that multiple villain category. Mm-hmm. Where they just show a vin- villain just for showing the villain, and there's really no character development. They screwed it. I, I can't believe they, 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 they're so bad at that. I can't believe that they do that, how often they fuck that up, especially with Spider Man, because they did the same thing with the Spider Man musical that I went to see. <laughs> I went to see the Spider Man musical, and they screwed that, that is up. That is nerd commitment, people, yeah, right? They there. screwed that right up, and they did for the same reasons. They tried to put a like hundred bad guys in it, and it was like, whoa. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really confusing. Um, and, uh, you, the, the bad guy you thought was a bad guy wasn't a bad guy and they switched it around you, you spent the whole time thinking it was Green Goblin and then they they stuck this the bad guy as being this Ariadne character who was like they completely kind of just like wrote um, uh, it was very weird um, and one of the they had loads of bad press for it you know loads of different yeah, yeah. reasons yeah, yeah, but that was yeah, one yeah. of the main ones they rewrote the fucking thing. So I saw it in previews, early previews. I saw the original show. Right. Um, back when it had Julie Taymor as the director. Julie Taymor, very famous theatrical director. is responsible for the Lion King musical, amongst other things. Right, right, um, right. Very visionary director, great director. And what she did vision-wise was very good, but yeah, it was a mess. And they ended up firing her, or she left. I can't remember which way it went. And they rewrote the whole show in previews. Took out characters, fired actors... Changed the show, rewrote the script, took out songs, added new songs, changed the scenery, changed everything. I, I swear the only reason they were trying to 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 push that was because they got Bono to write the like yeah <laughs> music. Well, they invested so much money into it. It's one of the it's that weird economic uh, like there's that thing there's that economic theory where like if you put so much money into something and it's just losing it, you know like the only way to gather money back is to throw more money at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> which, you mean the Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And just fake it till you make it sort just of thing. Just fake it till you make it, yeah. Eventually it'll pay back. Um, it didn't work out for them, but they, they were, they, oh, so much money. But they, um, yeah, that was one, uh, but that, that was one of the big ones. They had too many villains and they changed it to be like, oh, screw this. We're just going to have the Green Goblin be the main villain the whole way through because that's what everyone wants. It's what everyone expected in the first act. And they end up cutting out this whole character who was end up being the main villain. The whole thing, this actress who was in it yeah, had like yeah. two or three songs. She was playing the main villain, and she was completely cut out of the whole show. Wow. Yeah. So, All right. but yeah, they did the same thing there that they did with this, and then even in the Amazing Spider-Man when they brought in Paul Giamatti and all that, like, yeah, they have yeah, this yeah. weird thing with Spider-Man where they just want to shove these. I yeah, I don't. I yeah, characters I don't, in. I don't. I I never understand that. It's like no, no, no. If you're gonna have multiple villains, they have to be subservient to a single villain, as opposed to all equally, like clashing characters. You just you almost. I mean, because even like with Superman, right? Well, there was three villains in Man of Steel or in Superman Two. Yeah, but Zod was in charge. Yeah, the other two were his lackeys. Yeah, you know, the main focus is on Zod. Yeah, yeah, the lackeys get their screen time and and get their lines in or punches in or whatever. But there has to be a single focus as opposed to, you know, anyway. So, yeah, that's, so, that's the way it has to work. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah, so Superman, we're saying. Yep, Superman. Superman 78. Wow, Superman in the third round. Look at that. Wow. Okay, next is Captain America, the Winter Soldier versus Spider-Man. This is a, this is a tough one, I have to say. Because they're tough. both very good. Yeah. They're both very good. Um... Spider-Man, first of all, great because it was I, 
I saw some someone posted like Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man. I'm just like uh, I don't yeah. see why or how, but okay. No, not that he did a bad job. And you know what? Quite frankly, I don't think any particular Spider-Man is better than the other in terms of acting, mm-hmm. in terms of portraying the Spider-Man. If anyone, I think, would get an edge, I think it would be Tobey Maguire. Uh, I think Tom Holland might be a little bit too good looking, actually, mm-hmm. to be a proper Spider-Man. That's why one of the reasons I thought Tobey Maguire was... A Especially r- give him like 10 years to grow into himself a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's a handsome young man, yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield wasn't there, wasn't that handsome kind of guy. But I liked... I mean, I liked his display. I would... To me, him and, and Toby are kind of like A, A minus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would I would give Toby a slighter edge. His um, his geekiness to me was more real than Andrew Garfield. Yeah, and 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 like I said, I, I don't want to say it, it's anything because of the acting. It might very well be because of how they were directed to do mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Or because of the script itself. You know. So I don't want to say any actor is better or worse than the other. I think they're all a little bit slaves to their scripts and how they they did it. I just think Maguire's was a little more his his he somehow kept his nerdness mm-hmm. more apparent. Like Garfield, especially when he got the job, he almost looked like a young man who had finished college and you know is like diving into his work and single minded with the work, as opposed to like. Being a little lost all the time. I I think Tom McGuire has slightly more vulnerability in his performance. Yeah. I think Andrew Garfield. I'm a I'm a big fan of him. I like what he does. Mm-hmm. But from an actor's perspective, looking at him, I think he suffers slightly in in all his performances. From there's always there's an element of arrogance to him that I think is just him. Yes. I think Andrew you're right. Garfield, I think, is a cocky guy. Yes. That I think comes you're through right. his performance. And there's always a tinge. Every time I'm saying that he's good, I feel like there's a tinge where I can see him seeing that he's good. <laughs> like the back of that guy, this is good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I know what you're saying. I, I mean, having said that, Tobey Maguire was like, you know, like Thick of Steve's with Leo DiCaprio, and they have that hole and a couple other young actors, and I forget who else was in it, mm-hmm. like in the 90s where they were all the quote unquote pussy posse. Yeah, and they're like cocky, arrogant little sobs kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't think that Tobey Maguire is not as arrogant or whatever. No, but it doesn't but, bleed through into his. No, it doesn't. Performance. You're right. And I mean, even and in, in that manner, I think he was actually. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Pleasantville. It's with him yes, and and um, oh, the cute blonde, little blonde. What's her name? Uh, 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 Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yes, she was in it. He was great in that. He's that, good in a lot that, of things. That, Wonder Boys, he was in, which was really good. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's a good actor, period. Yeah. I mean, th- there's no doubt about it. But, like, the fact that he was able to get that role, yeah. kind of, I think, and I, I forget which one came first, but I want to almost say that that role kind of got him Peter Parker because of that mm-hmm. innocence that he could portray. You yeah. know? Not even so much innocence as naive, uh, being naive. Mm. And I think that's what he, he, he lets up... Uh, has a lot more of in his uh, uh, performance than Garfield does. Yeah. Tom Holland is actually not bad, but again, what, what's taken away from me is like, and we talked about this last time with the, with the movie, which I thought was good. He ends up with the hottest girl in school going to prom. It's like, that's not Peter Parker. 
Nah. And he's supposed to be so nerdy that, like, literally just, like, who is this freak? You know, like, and I know it, bullying is not supposed to be a thing now, but, you know, let's put di- things in perspective. I get it. It's almost a different tangent. It's like a different character, almost, because with this realm of Spider-Man, he's already part of the coolest gang in the world, right. the Avengers. I mean, sure. he's not technically, but he basically is. Yeah. I mean, in the movie, they keep saying he's not. But we, as viewers, we're like, okay, Spider-Man's totally part of the Avengers. Right, right, right. And, like, already... That's so almost the antithesis of Peter Parker and his thing. Yes. He's supposed to be the outsider the whole time. Yes. He's supposed to be like a solo on his own. Doesn't really have any friends. He's right. always doing they, everything on his own. They plugged in. Well, right. That's the thing. In the comic books, he doesn't join the Avengers. Like the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, all these like superheroes that operate in Manhattan. They all know of Spider-Man. Mm. But Spider-Man is like, until like some of these like, low to mid-level superpowered guys coming to town he's the one taking care of crooks and you know the vulture and uh, 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 all these guys that are almost like the anti-batman you know they don't have any powers but they have so many neat gadgets that they're a danger to people yeah. and that's the people that like spider-man takes down and he didn't really become a part of the avengers until well into adulthood yeah kind of like at some point somebody figured out and i think it started with civil war or something when he was working for Tony Stark. Yeah. And Tony Stark's like, wait a minute, this guy is like, you know, he covers up the fuck. As Spider when he's in Spider Man, he's trying to cover up the fact that he's super brilliant by just cracking jokes all the time. Mm. And he's trying not to let people on. And, and I remember in one of the books, one of the, the, the characters says, this guy is way smarter than he leads on because of the jokes, because he figured this out. And this is like heavy duty. Like, this is the kind of stuff I would have given to Tony yeah. or to Reed to try and figure out. And this dude figured it out who cracks all the bad jokes all the time. Uh-huh. You know, kind of like... So, in the comic books, and I think they just kind of put it because they got Spider-Man, so why wouldn't they put him in? It's a bit of a marketing thing, but you're right. In this one, if there's to, to be a complaint about Spider-Man being with that with, with the Avengers, it's the fact that he's still in school. Yeah. They... they yeah. Especially, yeah. So, I agree with you. But Maguire versus Captain America, Spider Man. This is this is a tough one. Winter Soldier. This was one of those that caught me. I was looking forward to it, mm. but I thought the story was really, really good, and they made it. Uh, and and this is the Russo brothers made this one, didn't they? Yeah, it was the first one. It was the first one they did. And they did such a good... And I think the strength of this one is basically what got them the Avengers franchise. Um, they made it into such a great cloak and dagger film. Yeah. It was one of those movies... Like a political thriller all of a sudden. It was a th- <laughs> right. It was a political thriller is what it was. And they did it so well. This was one of those movies. There's a few movies where, you know, I catch myself realizing that I'm like so drawn into it. I don't... And then I go, oh, wait a minute. Let me like sit back in the chair because I'm totally being sucked in. This was one of those. Where, like, I caught myself on, literally on the edge of my seat in the theater, like, like leaning forward, like, what's going to happen now? What's happening now? Yeah. And the other movie that I remember doing that to me was The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Uh, like, okay. literally being on the, the, the edge of my seat the entire time, like, what's, wh- who's the, what, what's happening? You know, just completely confused. And The Winter Soldier was that movie. I really, really thought that was a very good movie. The whole thing, the whole thing with Cap and, 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 and you know, uh, um, finding out that all these guys he's been working with are basically the enemy. And 
It's and, hard. And, it's, and Captain it's America is a six seed, and Spider Man's a three seed. In many ways, in many ways, I think Captain America is a better film, standalone as a film. But at the same time, Spider Man didn't have anything to go off. I mean, it had you know previous iterations, but it was the first big scale movie shot. Yes. You know, they were basically creating it. Yes. For a whole generation of people. Yes, yes, yes. That was the first time they it knew was, anything about Spider Man. It, it, it's funny, you're right. It, this was like, and I don't know, when When did the first Spider-Man come out? Like 96, mm, 7, something like that? Tobey Maguire? Yeah. No, it was 2000s and something. Oh, no, was I it? was 12, so it was 2001. 2001? Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, so it's almost like every decade. Like Superman... Yeah, because they, they had to airbrush out the Twin Towers. They had to airbrush out the Twin Towers. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, it, it, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The Twin Towers. There was a whole scene where he was supposed to actually, apparently, where he was supposed to like be between the Twin Towers, like yeah, 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 doing yeah. something, and they had to yeah, because yeah, it, yeah. it couldn't have been the second one because that would have been too far. Yeah, no, yeah. No. And the second one was shot in Chicago anyway, so. so that must have come out Christmas time, or like you know, yeah, 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 um, yeah. That one. It's like every decade. So, like, the first superhero movie that really did well was the Superman, nineteen seventy eight, which is mm. in the in the third round now. Uh, then it was Batman, the original, the eighty nine, and then the next big one I think was by, uh, maybe Hellboy came. No, the Blades came out before that, yeah. but they didn't have quite the no, impact because the character itself wasn't a, that well a known character. And no one knew it was a comic book film. I remember watching them, and no, no point did. In the main lexicon, no one was talking about that it was a Marvel character. Yeah, no, 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 they didn't. And But it was totally a Marvel character. I didn't even realize. I used to watch the Spider-Man animated series in like the 90s, and Blade was in it all the time. And I didn't even like... You didn't make the connection. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, especially the crossovers with Morpheus, and, and yeah. because he was a vampire, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Spider-Man came out, and, and I mean, it was just iconic. It was just iconic. They... The big upsetting one was to me was the fact that they made the the, the, the webbing come out of it, him yeah. as opposed to making it and and I've talked about this again that they just didn't point out that he was smart enough. But at the time when it came out, it was just brilliant. I I, I mean, just it was done so well. Uh, Willem Dafoe, I thought actually um, James Franco was great as 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 Harry Osborn. Yeah, I thought he was really good. That whole like he's basically a decent kid it's not his fault he has so much money mm-hmm. and he's just like so insecure and his dad really treats him like crap and you know it's like he's never good enough for his dad and 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 you know toby as peter and his uh uh, uh aunt i the, the lady that played his aunt i thought she was brilliant too macho man randy savage is in it that's right that's right totally <laughs> forgot about that yeah that's right he totally was Get down here! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about that. That was, and I mean, that was that was the other thing. Sam Raimi went and just basically took iconic shots from the comic book, mm-hmm. like those scenes. That was like straight out of the comic book. So, in terms of cultural, like you said, nothing came before it. I think Spider Man was a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of movies. Because yeah. you didn't know what to expect. You're right. I think as a standalone movie, Winter Soldier is just a better movie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it pains me to say. Either way it goes, it would. It's painful to me because I think 
I love both. I, I don't think. I know I love both movies. I would give The Winter Soldier a slight edge. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree. I think I'd agree. Um, I think I'd agree. It's tough. It is tough. But I think I'd agree. I mean, just for this, when I think about, you know, universe, universality of the whole thing, like, you know, you can be a kid and watch Spider-Man. Yes. But I don't know. A kid wouldn't appreciate Winter Soldier as much. I mean, no. they'd probably appreciate it slightly. Um, but I think it is a better movie and it, that's what we're going off here, isn't it? We're going by what's a better movie, not what's a better, like the zeitgeist surrounding the whole thing, you know, right, 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 right. because at the end of the day, the, the fallout of the Spider-Man movie was astronomical as far as just the reach of that character. If you could monetize the amount of money they made on merchandise and everything I, based on that film compared to like Captain America the Winter Soldier which had like nothing. Imagine no, there'd be like no. two or three toys that I, no one ever bought. I'll go so far as to say this. If it wasn't for that first Sam Raimi Spider-Man there'd be no Marvel Universe. No, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. You know, because he just brought yeah. all of a sudden Marvel was on the map. Batman was in a shitter. Joel Schumacher had fucked up the Batman Completely. Films. Utterly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He they literally, br- literally brought the superhero genre back and kept it alive. Mm. Literally. Because, like I was saying, you had 78 Superman, you had 89 Batman, then Spider-Man. And in between, like two decades in between, all these little shit superhero movies that would like low budgets and bad acting and like bad special effects and nothing ever comes through. And then, like you said, yeah. uh, uh, in the 90s, Schumacher just screwing up the entire Batman franchise. And, well... <sighs> I, I, I'm, I'm still giving The Winter Soldier. What do you think? We're going with The Winter Soldier? I, I say give it The Winter Soldier because, I mean, I see already Spider-Man 2 still in the race, which oh. we both agreed is a better film than the first one. You both by far. Yeah. So, yes, that's still in the race. So, okay. Whereas Captain America, like, yeah, Captain America, the first Avenger is also still in the race. But I don't think it's as, I don't know, if, I don't think it's as good as Winter Soldier. I think I prefer Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier it is. Yep. All right. And now for our last matchup um, in the Manhattan bracket for the second round is Doctor Strange versus Blade. I like both of these very much. Mm. I know you said you weren't very fond of Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I probably need to watch it again. I, I think I had a fundamental issue with Cumberbatch. And his accent? Just, just him, just him in it. I didn't like him in it. I didn't like his character. But I think that's, I think, but, but I think that's part of it. I think part of it is because yeah. Doctor Strange, like even in the comic books, he's just an arrogant prick until this. So is Tony Stark, but I like him. Yeah, but, to- like- but yeah, yeah, there's the difference. Tony Stark is the arrogant prick who loves to party. Yeah, you know, and it's one of those things. And I don't know if you had a friend growing up. I had a friend in college who's a prick and an asshole, but because he's funny and fun, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. forgives him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, like, for all the times he pisses you off and does a douche maneuver, he, the rest of the time you're killing yourself laughing and it's a grand yes. old time around him. Yeah. And that's who Tony Stark is. Yeah. Whereas Stephen Strange was the arrogant prick who's always right and you're stupid and if you try to prove him wrong, he'll show you that he's right and then you feel even worse and you just really just despise the guy. And yeah. he's just not a likable character. And that's the way I think Cumberbatch played it. And I thought he played it well. Um, I thought in terms of origin stories, it was really fun. 
they were putting in more of the uh, fun bits with the cape and and him and you know the whole line, uh, the cape of levitation or whatever it was called. Magic shit. But I mean, keep it's magic, magic out, my superheroes. <laughs> I don't want magic, guys. Okay, you have a superpower, that's fine, but it's not magic. <laughs> keep magic out of this. So, well, kind of Blade is magic because uh, <laughs> they're vampires. No, that's and they burn up in the sun. No, and that's... crosses get them, they and holy a... water gets them. They have a disease. <laughs> It's like lycanthropy. You, you know, you know, oh, okay. You're, 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 the light of the moon is magic. I'm sorry. The light of the moon is magic. All right? We all know that. We all watch Lord of Weird the Rings. Weird shit happens in full moons. You know, that's science. Full moon has yes, powers. Yes, there are lunatics. You're absolutely right. I, I really enjoyed both of these. I really, really did. I would, and they're both kind of origin stories. I would almost give this to Blade. Yeah, and and I I mean, I I know you said you didn't like it. I really enjoyed Doctor Strange, Mm -hmm. but I would, I I would give a slight edge of this to Blade. I think it's a better movie. I think it is. It's grittier. It's great. It's more interesting. It's kind of it ticks more boxes. There are a lot more people who would watch it and enjoy it. For various reasons, yes. you watch it as like an action film, you watch it as a horror movie, horror movie, yeah. sci-fi. Like, there's all these different ways you could enter into it as a fanboy yes. and enjoy it. Yes. Whereas Doctor Strange, you really have to buy into that to yeah. enjoy it. I think because I didn't particularly buy into it, and I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, I think there were a couple of faults with Doctor Strange which bothered me. The villain was a little, eh. and even though yeah. it was uh, what's his name. Mikkel Madsen. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen, that's... Uh, sorry, I completely reversed this and made <laughs> up a name. Mads Mikkelsen, who I thought is... Gr- who I think is great. Oh, I think he's, he's a brilliant actor. Superb, but he was just... He was a bit... It was just like... It, it, it was almost like he wasn't sure what to do with it. You know, that... Then there was the whole controversy surrounding... Uh... uh um... Uh... What's her name? Uh, Tilda, oh, Tilda Swinson. Tilda yeah. Swinson, uh, uh, um, with her being the ancient one and all of that, which that controversy didn't bother me so much because, quite frankly, it's like, okay, I, I know why people are getting upset. It's an animated character. It's a f- completely fictional character. There's no reason why they can't change it on its ear kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know, because if they made Doctor Strange a woman, would that be so terrible? No. No. It really wouldn't. Stephanie Strange. No, it, honestly, it, it, it would it make a difference yeah. story-wise? Not really. No. It, it, it just wouldn't. So, um, but I, like I said, I understand why people were pissed off. Like the whole whitewashing was like, okay, yes. Um, I thought politically, that was one of those they were going to lose no matter what. Mm-hmm. Because if they did cast an old Asian actor as the ancient one, people would probably go nuts about like stereotyping. Uh-huh. But the fact that they made it like a young white woman, like you know, it's like, all right, let's not stereotype. Oh, now you're whitewashing it. It was just kind of like, oh, a little bit. You're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. So I, I mean, again, not to say that that their complaints were without merit. I because it was kind of like, all right, we've already had it up to here with all this shit. Why are you doing it again? Legit, I, I fully understand it. But, I feel like that maybe they'd have got away with it. Maybe. If they'd have either cast it weirdly, like almost matrixy, and had like either like a child 
playing it and it's like, oh, they're ageless and they're like yes. nothingness. The ancient or one, yeah. have like Judy Dench. And just have like an old woman. And like, yes. she's white, but she's an old woman. It's yeah, like, no yeah, one's yeah. going to fuck with Judy Dench. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Something yeah. like that where they're like, it was more that it was just kind of like, eh, you can Is, is, is uh, Mako still around? The actor, yeah, he was the uh, he was the wizard in Conan the Destroyer. He would have been a great cast for that. Oh, okay. Or even the guy who was the key master, I forget the actor's name in oh, uh, Matrix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he would have been a great ancient one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but, but that's exactly the point. Right, is is they're making is there's no shortage of Asian actors that are trying to get work and that aren't getting it. Right, and that's the issue. It's not so much that it's not inappropriate that it could be a non-Asian person. It's that there's so many Asian people who are not. Working because right. no one's writing roles, and you them. went and so this you is went a and role, that is a big <laughs> one, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and an iconic comic book character, quite frankly, yeah, and, and it's not just one film; it's like a franchise moment, right? And right. you, you just lost it, you poo pooed it, yeah, and Tilda yeah, Swinton yeah. is going to work regardless, yes. So that was that's exactly the like I said. I thought the complaints were legit, I, but on the other hand, I thought they were damned if they do it and they damned if they don't, you know, kind of. So, but anyway. I, Back to the, the versus Blade, I I would give Blade a slight edge here. Because yep. there, there are one too many just things. Benedict's uh, accent, for one. Um, Mads Mikkelsen, the character, uh, you know, kind of... Well, a good origin story and what's-her-face, uh, 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 Rachel... Um, uh, Rachel McAdams. McAdams, yes. Who, by the way, that new movie with her and Rachel Weisz looks amazing. Mm. Disobe- Disobedience, is that mm-hmm. what it's called? I want to see that really. I, I, I've heard and read only good things about that, so I definitely want to see that. But, all right. So, we, we're giving that one to Blade. So, third round in the Manhattan bracket is Avengers, Superman 78, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, and Blade. Blade, a 15 seed, making the third round. Pretty good. That's, that's pretty impressive, I have to say. All right. Which bracket do we want to go to now? Since they're short now, we can burn through these pretty quickly. Um, Metropolis, Gotham, or Wakanda? Do we want to go to crisscross, left to right, or up down? Let's go Wakanda. Let's go Wakanda? Okay, left to right. All right, so in this one we have Black Panther versus Thor, Man of Steel versus Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men Last Stand versus Spider-Man 2, and Batman Returns versus Hellboy. You want to start from the top or the bottom? Yeah, let's start from the top. All right, top. Black Panther versus Thor. Uh, These, to me, are on equal footing completely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, I think they are completely on equal footing as far as how much I enjoyed them and like why I believe the quality of the movie is. Yeah. I think they're equal footing. I think... And they're very similar in a way in that you took a character that people aren't particularly familiar with, and, yes, they ma- yes. and you made it matter. They're, they're, they were both excellent origin stories, although quite but frankly, Black Panther, Black Panther already had one. Not, already sort of had yeah. one in, in Civil War, yes. But um, in terms of like the full background, I thought they were both like because you know they show Asgard, they show Wakanda, and, and they're very similar in many ways. When you consider the both of Avengers, they've come from almost like mythical different worlds. Yes, and, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they're both shrouded in in myth, but they're real and yeah. Um, yeah, this is this is a tough pick, man. This is a tough pick. 
This is a hard one because of, again, this, all the reaction around Black Panther. Yes. It, you know, I, 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 it, was a, it was a good film. I enjoyed it. It was not one of my favorite films. It was not as good as everyone was saying it was, I don't think. And I think in 20 years' time. But, but that's what you want is like, people don't realize because, yeah, there were some great things happening socio-politically in that you had, you know, such a large portion of the cast and crew were not white, which right. is great. Yeah. But it, I think what's important is that in 10, 20 years' time, you want to look back and go, yeah, that was all right, that film. Yeah. And you want that to you want that to be the case because you want in 10, 20 years' time that not to be the driving force of the film. You want that to be like, oh, we have loads of films like that now. And like that one, oh, that started it all. But like when you look at some of these other ones we got, like, oh, yeah, it was good. But like, oh. this, is, this, is, this is one of those, like Doctor Strange, like Ragnarok, like Deadpool, like Logan, which it's almost a little bit unfair because I've only, you know, a lot of these other films like the, uh, Captain, the first Avenger, Avengers, Spider-Man, these movies have been on TV like mm. almost ubiqui- ubiquitously, right? I mean, it's almost like every couple of months, like to fight ratings on another channel, they'll run, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, like all afternoon. So you're vacuuming or whatever and you're watching and you get to just like examine the movie again, just like from a completely detached experience yeah because you already know what happens you don't have to be like so tied in into the main plot line so you catch all the little side things that are in the scenes you know or little lines here or just like the way somebody acted here or who's in the background there that kind of stuff so i think in that way for me it's a little bit unfair towards black panther because i only had to like watch it once you know so so um, same thing with dr strange i only watched it once I want to go back and watch these movies again and kind of get to... Because a lot of these other movies I've seen, you know, dozens of times. I wonder what the budget was. I'm curious to look at what the... um, On Black Panther? Compared to the two. Because, like, I have a feeling there's going to be a big discrepancy. In the budget with Thor? Yeah. Because Thor was still very early on. You, you, You give a guy who's a theatrical director the reins, I feel like you're saying we don't have a huge budget. We're going to rely on... Maybe, so but I mean, Black the Panther's effects... Two hundred million dollars. Black Panther was the budget. Yeah, and what was it for Thor? Now, mind you, with inflation adjustment, it's going to probably be, it'll be a lot more than it says there. Um, what do you got? Thor. Mm-hmm. Was, okay, it was one hundred and fifty million dollars. Okay, yeah. So with inflation, so, is that adjusted or no? No, that's not in- adjusted. But that's—I mean, it's two thousand eleven. So, so it's comparable, probably. Probably comparable. Maybe a little bit less of a budget, but not. Not yeah, not yeah, not massively. I guess the first Thor came okay. out in twenty eleven. Yep. Really? Yeah. I thought it came out long before that. No. Wow, man, time's just zipping me by here. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. Uh, well, I mean, I'm trying to think. In terms of, like, I would, om- I would, go- I, I think I'd give the edge to Black Panther. I think one. I would as well, especially because we're now sticking Ragnarok in the mix. Yes. Well, I mean that actually that doesn't that doesn't concern me one way or another because I think equal, uh, Black Panther and Thor to me are equally good movies. I no, think. and I think you're, I think Black Panther is the better movie. I think maybe I enjoyed them equally, or perhaps I, but it came with expectation. That's the thing. I had such huge expectations of Black Panther yes. 
thought I had zero expectations. That, well, that's that again. That's yeah. that's where it comes in, isn't it? Because there was so much, and that's what I was saying earlier. There was so much hype around Black Panther that when I saw it, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't. It's and and I've said this story before. I remember when Monsters Inc. came out, and everybody just like praising it to the roof, and I was just like, all right. And I saw it, and I was like, eh. But then when I watched it a couple more times, I was like, you know what? This is a really cute. This is a really fun movie. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more as I watched it a couple more times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the case with Black Panther. Once it's removed from all the hoopla and all the excitement and everything else, I could probably enjoy it a lot more without the expectations being there. And like you said, Thor was just kind of like, because I remember talking to somebody when there were, the next movie was being released after Iron Man was Captain America and Thor. And me and a friend, we were like, those are just like such like almost non-characters, you know, unless they're with the Avengers. Like their books don't really sell very well and the characters themselves are not that interesting. Oh, here's a, you know, 80-year-old guy who's a super soldier and here's a god. Oh, whoop de freaking do Yeah, he's going to yeah. beat everybody. We know that. You know, it was kind of like, where's the story kind of? But they did a bang-up job on both of those, the first Avenger and Thor. So I think Thor basically had the benefit of not having all the hoopla around it. In fact, it was almost like people were terrified how it was going to be received. Yeah. And then the expectation, you know, it's like everyone was just blown away by it. Whereas opposed to Black Panther, like everyone was like this built up, like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be good? It's got to be good. And, and you're right. I, I think... I think Black Panther is a much better movie than I think it was simply because of the hoopla. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're probably right. So, uh, so yeah, Black Panther goes on in that one. All right. Uh, this is an easy one. Man of Steel oh. versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy actually is the perfect example of what we were just saying with Thor. Yeah. This is a bunch of characters from the comic books that hardly... Unless you're a complete, utter Marvel <laughs> geek, you would have never heard of them, any of the characters in there. And nobody knew what to expect. Yeah. And it did so well. And, you know, uh, what's his face? Chris... Uh, 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 um, Pratt. Pratt. Uh, I had to go through all the freaking Chris's. Uh, Chris Pratt just has so much charisma. Yeah. And he's so great and such good comedic timing. And... And quite frankly, quite a good dramatic actor in some of those scenes. Yeah. You know. Um, but he's not bad. I've seen him do... He did the... What was it? With uh, Jennifer Lawrence Passengers. Not a bad film. I recommend yeah. that. He's sort of semi-dramatic. Okay. In places. I mean, but that's actually a sci-fi film. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And then we have Man of Steel, which, again, so much expectations. And I thought... I thought the first half of the movie was actually good. But yeah. then this whole him running away and looking to find himself and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, Clark Kent was way more interested than Superman. That, yeah. And, and that is a problem. <laughs> That's a big problem. If the second he puts on the cape, it becomes boring. Yeah, right, right, You've right, really right. made a mistake. Yeah, right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. Yes. It's like, just give me like another half an hour of him being on the, uh, on the farm. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Enough of this flying around yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's a lot more interesting on a fucking farm in Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So this is an easy one. Guardians of the Galaxy by far. Yeah. It was fun. It was funny. It was well written, great characters all over the 
the only the only tick against it I had was uh, Ronan the Accuser because it's a completely different. They kind of changed the character and the storyline a bit, like not a bit, a lot. Yeah, and the character really isn't what he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I understand they had to find somebody that's sort of familiar because of all those characters actually in that movie besides Thanos. Ronan the Accuser is probably the most recognizable one. Yeah. Because he's the one that's encountered, you know, the Fantastic Four and Captain Marvel and all these other characters because he's Kree. So there's that whole angle there. So, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy to me, that's that, that's an easy one. Yeah. Okay. Next, we have X-Men Last Stand and Spider-Man 2. This is almost a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is uh, that's what I was gonna say. My buddy, we were talking about it. He was he said he had a bone to pick with us. He said he couldn't believe we picked X Men Last Stand over X Men First Class. <laughs> and I told him, I said, I, I understand where you're coming from because he was saying like you know, uh, McAvoy was great, Fassbender was great, Kevin Bacon was great. And I'm like, yeah, they really, really were great. But in terms of like all the other supporting characters, were so lame. Hmm. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence was almost like put in there, like, why? Yeah. I kind of, you know, it's funny because Rebecca Romaine, who barely had, what, four lines in the other two X-Men movie? She was an infinitely more interesting character than Jennifer Lawrence's portrayal was. Yeah. And, like, she barely said a word in two movies. Yeah. Infinitely more interesting to me. Yeah, and it makes all the sense in the world because why? If you think about it, you have a character whose whole shtick is that they can change into look into, they can change into any other person. Her fucking cast name is fucking, Mystique. Yeah. <laughs> cast a supermodel who like, so you're entranced by her because she can choose to look however she wants. Right. Over an Oscar winning actress right. who's going to change into a fucking schlubby security dude. Right. Like every 30 minutes. I'm right. like, why would you give an, the person who the reason you cast them is they're a superb actor. Yeah. A character where they're constantly changing into different right. actors. Like, why would you do and that? And not only that, just the, the direction they took it with like that she grew up with Charles but then she hung out with the kids, and she was sort of subservient to Charles. And it just, it none of it made confusing. sense. No, none of it made they were, sense. It was, they were just trying to get a weird, like, kind of like love story for like Doctor X, which was I didn't, which weird. Is, he didn't weird. need to do. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I already told him that. I said no. And that's what I told him. And I said like, you know, Last Stand, uh, the best bit of casting possibly, besides Patrick Stewart being Professor X, mm. the best bit of casting was Kelsey Grammer as the Beast. Mm. I mean, you couldn't have, like, like a refined, upstanding, educated, because, like, Kelsey Grammer could be freaking, just have finished an eight ball, yeah. and you're going to think he's going to freaking give a PhD dissertation, yeah. because he's just, like, he just seems that. But he looks built like a gorilla. He looks right, like and, he and he's rip built your like fucking a, face Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, Andrew, if you're listening again, that's why we picked X-Men last yeah. time, so... <laughs> So you could just go fuck. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. Anyway, but X Men: Last Stand versus Spider Man Two. This to me is easy. Yeah, yeah. Because we've t- Spider Man Two is legitimately one of the best sequels ever. Oh yeah, it really is. It's it's a lot better. It's a really good. Uh, it, frankly, it's almost a shame see- that Alfred Molina hasn't done more big. I I, I feel it's probably our choice. But he did such a good job in that film, and then he kind of really didn't do. He's he's very much. He's very much a character actor, mm. and he just goes where the story takes him, yeah, I think, because yeah, yeah. he's been in a lot of small movies. Have you ever seen Chocolat? Yes. With him in it? Yeah. He was the mayor. 
Very good in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just, like you said, he's a superb actor. And I think he's more of a stage actor, too. He likes the stage better. And he just goes where he thinks the story's nice, and he goes there. He, I, he Before, um, oh, I can't think of her now, in Ragnarok. Um, what's her name? Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, thank you. I'm blanking on all the names today. Um, before Kate Blanchett, and actually, I'd, I'd put him right there. He was probably the best comic book villain we've had. Yes, outside of uh, the TV universe with um, David Tennant and Jessica Jones. I think yes, 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 yes. That, that's a very good yeah. point. You're right. But they're two very different kinds of oh, yeah, yeah. villains. But in terms of this villain, like this destructive power kind of villain, he was definitely one of, if not the best. Yeah, he did a really good job. Both of, both of which are, I think, were pointless answers for... Uh, there's a show in, in England, a game show called Pointless, with the name of the game, it's a bit like Family Feud, uh-huh. but the opposite, with the name of the game is you have to pull an answer that nobody said. They asked like a hundred people, name some, name a country beginning with this, name an actor from this, name something, and you have to pick a pointless answer. Okay. And it's it's like golf. It's like the lower your score, the better you do. Right, right, right. Uh, right. And I remember watching an episode once, and it was name an actor who's perform who's an actor from the Indiana Jones franchise. And I think both Alfred Molina and Kate Blanchett were both pointless answers, which surprised me with Kate Blanchett. I'm like, she was the fucking like main bad guy in you know Crystal Skull. Yes. I mean, it was shit, but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point, no one pulled that. They were like, oh no, we've wiped that completely. Yeah. I think John Hurt was as well for the same reason. It, it, it's people just didn't allow. No, wipe that it out, movie. Wipe it out. That movie is yeah. That movie's like Highlander two and three. It just never existed. Yeah, it, it's just, it refuses to be acknowledged. It was so bad. It was so so bad. It was so bad that they're going to pull out poor, you know, Harrison Ford in his wheelchair to do another film that's not going to get released until twenty twenty. Uh, it's not coming out until twenty twenty, I believe. How old is he going to be then? Seventy four? Oh no, he's like seventy seven or something. I think he's seventy three now. I think jeez. he's the same age as Trump. I think. Oh jeez. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump is one of the the best health anyone's ever been in. Yeah, and Indiana Jones is the same age as him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so then our last matchup in the Wakanda bracket is Batman Returns versus Hellboy, and this to me, to me, this is an easy one, and I know you have feelings about this no i do have feelings but no I, I i'm with you on this i am with you i, I get it uh i love yeah i was a big fan of batman returns will always be with me but uh <laughs> i thought i thought danny devito was a good penguin i i thought michelle pfeiffer was a great Catwoman. the way they came about was kind of especially her was kind of weird like i'm gonna uh, drop like 20 stories back in my head and all of a sudden be a gy- world-class gymnast <laughs> like okay all right fair it was um, like a Manchurian candidate. Yeah, it sort of was. And then, <laughs> like, I mean, walking. Wow. Is that supposed to do something? I'll give you a splitting headache. <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> walking was a little bit... But Hellboy, I thought, was fantastic. Just yeah. and, and I'll tell you why. And this is one of the reasons why I like Doctor Strange. I always like the occult stuff. Yeah. I always, thought, I always think it's really cool. Oh, I love the occult stuff. Yeah. Um, I love the occult stuff. So, so that and that's one of the reasons yeah. why I'm a huge fan of Hellboy. I was actually very upset that that uh, Constantine didn't make. I never saw the one with with um, 
what's his name? Keanu Reeves. Con- uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes. Yeah. I never saw that one, and because um, I never re- it good. never occurred to me. Was it good? It was good. Yeah. I, I I I wanted to see it. I was upset that the TV show didn't take off. To me, that TV show should have been on Netflix, never on network, uh-huh. because you just, especially in the middle of America, you're not going to get the audience for that. Yeah. Somebody dealing with like demons and Satan and the occult all the time. The, 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 no one's gonna. They'll burn the freaking TV stations down before they yeah. watch that, you know? So, um, to me, if there's ever a show that could... And I mean, if DC was smart, they would get on it because their TV shows have been fairly successful. Mm. I don't know about how well Supergirl is doing, but I know Arrow and, and Flash are doing really well. I think well. it just got picked up. It did just get picked up for another season. Supergirl did? Yeah. I haven't seen any of the Supergirl yet. No, I um, I really enjoyed... I liked Arrow, and then it just got too soap opera for me. I, I didn't, but I really enjoyed Flash and the work that they were doing on the Flash. I thought that was neat, especially with the like the alternate realities and going back and forth in time and all of that, and like a little bit, a little more like sciency. I kind of mm-hmm. d- dug that a little more. So I think this would be a good opportunity for, uh, or Constantine Hellblazer would be a good opportunity for Netflix to get and DC to get like something going. Maybe not Netflix, maybe Hulu or, or Amazon, you know, Prime or one of these or whoever. Yeah. Or maybe even like see if a cable channel would do it because they could really, really go like off yeah. the wall with it like on HBO or Showtime or something like that. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I mean, to me, this is a Hellboy pick. Yep, I can go with you on that. Uh, Hellboy, we, we said before, big fan. I like Hellboy a lot. It's good. Um, All right. All right, so that's that's our uh, third round. Manhattan and Wakanda bracket are done. We have Avengers versus Superman 78 in the third round. Captain America Winter Soldier versus Blade. Black Panther versus Guardians of the Galaxy. And Spider-Man 2 versus Hellboy. That's going, that's the third round in those two. Yeah. All right. All right, so now let's do our food and drinks, shall we? Uh, yes. So um, let's go with the food first. Uh, we had from Parisi's Deli, we had, you had the chicken gorgonzola wrap, and I had the roasted turkey BLT wrap. Uh, what did you think, my friend? Uh, well, I think I made a mistake on the, um, uh, on, the, on the warming up. You asked me, you were like, oh, do you want this hotter or cold? You know, it was warm and it cooled down. And I said, oh, the microwave, like a minute and a half. And I forgot that they were like, they were like cranberry raisins in there and stuff. Uh, and like, it kind of messed it up, I think. Uh, However... Even though that may be my issue, right? I didn't taste any gorgonzola in my gorgonzola. Oh no! I couldn't tell where the gorgonzola was. It probably got melted in the microwave. Yeah, but still, I should taste it. Should, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't taste it anywhere, which was curious. Um, so that gets some bad marks against me for that. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's upsetting. Yeah, I, I guess I give it. A, I give it a three point four. Okay. Well, you know what? That's fair. If it's chicken gorgonzola, you'd almost expect it to be more gorgonzola than chicken, because cheese is cheaper than meat. Yeah, that's what you think. You think, yeah. Okay, that's fair. I had the uh, roasted turkey BLT wrap, which I actually thoroughly enjoyed. Um, Turkey is, and I know that's the quote-unquote health-conscious one, but there's like mayo and bacon on it, so you can just fuck off right (laughs) then and there with with the health choice, but... um, Roasted turkey in particular is always like the gamble that is kind of dry. Mm-hmm. And they managed, this wrap managed not to be particularly dry. It wasn't like, sometimes 
these delis like to go crazy with the condiments and it's just like, you know, you bite into it and mayo's globbing everywhere and, or ketchup or Thousand Island dressing or whatever they're putting on it. This wasn't. In terms of ratios of everything, it was very nice. It had lettuce and tomato in it. And the bacon was just really, really nice bacon. It was crispy and salty. And I think it might have been like a maple bacon because it was a little bit sweet too. So I actually thought it was a very, very nice wrap. That's like one of those I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm coming back to this deli because this is very, very nice. I'd so. like to try their other things, I think. Because yeah, I, yeah. There were some good looking things on the menu. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And they're very nice, the people in there. And it's a liquor store as well. Not a high-end liquor store, but yeah. you can pick up, you know, beers and various boozes. You know, the standards, nothing yeah. too fancy or anything. But um, but I'd give that roasted turkey wrap, you know what, I'd give that a, a, a 3.9. It was, it was quite yummy. I was very happy with it. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. And um, the Lone Eagle Station Lager, Vienna-style lager. What do you think, my friend? Um, I've, I've actually been really enjoying this. I like this. Um, okay. This would be a good... Again, I, I think if I if I was only having one beer for whatever reason of an evening or, or something, I, it would probably leave me wanting a little bit, I think, maybe. Um, maybe it's, it's a lager and I'm used to stronger beer. But if this was a multiple beer situation if it was a barbecue or I was going out somewhere or whatever and I knew I was going to have a few um, especially if I was then going to maybe drive somewhere I'd be very happy with this I could have like two or three of these yeah, I'd yeah, be yeah. like oh this was a nice beer to have a, a few of yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah it's um, real easy to drink mm. it's it's a little bit hoppier than what you expect a lager to be but you're right this could be just that's the a Vienna style lager and that's why it is like that um but by no means is it overpowering. It was like, mm. uh, what did we have a, a few shows ago that we it wasn't quite sure if it's a porter or a IPA because they put so much hop in it. Oh, yeah. It was just like, oh, this is just weird. Yeah, that was really weird. It was right, yeah. So, but this was nowhere near that. No, no. This is just a little bit of hoppiness in the lager. Real easy to drink. Not heavy or anything. Like you said, it's five point three. So it's kind of a standard beer in terms of that. Yeah, if I was at a, a what, our yardstick, if I was at a barbecue and that's all they had, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, I'd be very happy with that. I, 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 I'm giving that sucker. I'm giving it a four. That's a that's a a three point nine four. I'll, I'll give it a four. I'm feeling generous. Okay. Um, I give it a, I give it a four point one. Just being like, okay, give it a little extra. But yeah, no, I I liked it. I think it was nice. All right. Um, and I'm not usually a big lager drinker, so the fact that I like this is it's pretty good. Okay. Well, that's as good a praise as you're going to get. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Papa Quig. I think that might have to be our new nickname. Papa Quig. Papa Quig. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, there you go. We have the first uh, two brackets for the third round done. And our uh, in the third from the Manhattan bracket, we have Avengers, Superman 78. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Blade. And from the Wakanda bracket, we have Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man 2, and Hellboy. And we're signing off now, and we'll uh, talk to you next episode. Yeah. Talk to you later, folks. Bye.